Hey, Podsters, it's Nancy Madoff and Beth Knaus, here to change the conversation around women in confidence with actionable tools, real-life stories, humor, kindness, and the occasional shenanigans. We are fired up. We are calling things as we see them, and we are not holding back. We have a bullshit button, and we're not afraid to use it. We have used it in the past. I'm Nancy Medoff, keynote speaker, executive coach, and best-selling author who literally wrote the book on women in confidence. I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter, personal messaging consultant who helps business owners use their unique voice to bring in more ideal clients. So here's what's up. If you're done playing it safe, you're tired of your own narrative, and you're ready to step into your authenticity, you're in the right place. If you're looking for a weekly shot of confidence and the occasional truth bomb, you're also in the right place. So buckle up, friends, and get ready to feel empowered and inspired as together we build our confidence toolkit and empower women everywhere to speak up and get their seat at the table and then build a bigger table. Hey, Podsters, couple of quick notes about today's episode. First notable item is that today is a very special interview with Brenda Johnston. If you don't know Brenda yet, you should, and you'll be glad that you do. She is a performance coach, a subconscious mindset strategist, and host of the top 1% podcast, The Limitless Life. And she's here today to give us all her inside scoop. Don't worry. Do not worry. Beth is back. She's back in action next week. We have a very exciting episode planned for you next week. And for today only, it's me and Brenda. Also, you might notice that my audio is a little funky on this episode. I wanted to share this with you for a couple of reasons. One, to thank you in advance for your patience. And two, because when the audio came out less than perfect, I had two choices. I could re-record the whole podcast, which is no problem. Brenda was willing to do that again. Or I could let go of the paralysis of perfection and stay with this original recording, which had all the nuggets, is completely authentic, and which both of us feel really, really strongly will be, will be incredibly valuable. So we walk the talk over here at Unmute Yourself, the podcast. And with that, I present to you today's less than perfect but exceptionally valuable episode, How to Live Your Limitless Life. So, Padsters, I'm incredibly excited to have this special guest, Brenda Johnston with a T. Thank you for that. Yeah, Brenda is a lot of things. And I think that one of the best way I can describe Brenda is she's your, your mindset guru, shifter, coach, I would call her a performance coach personally. Matt, Brenda, what do you want me to call you? I am like a performance coach. I well, tend to say that I'm a subconscious strategist because I work in the subconscious as a main thing. Well, I'm not doing surface level mindset work with people. Right, right. You're not like, hey, perhaps you can be me, me, me. You're more like, okay, let's talk about what's blocking you from your childhood that you won't address. And you're not just your energy. Right? Yeah, energy cool. and subconscious. And like, I like to get in and get out. I don't like to waste time. So, Podsters, you can see why she's one of my favorite people. We got a lot to unpack here. Let's talk about how we met because I think this is a great story. Um, do you want to tell it or should I tell it? 
You start and we'll add to it. Okay. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast and Brenda was on it. And I'm like, oh, she's kind of cool. So I followed her on Instagram. And then I sent her a DM. And she responded. And we started going back and forth in the DMs. And now we're buds. Yep. (laughs) So all of this is to say that, like, if you don't reach out to people, you're not going to build new relationships. So I didn't reach out to Brenda thinking, I want Brenda to be my friend. I reached out because I had something that I thought resonate with her. And it did, and thus the relationship started. So I didn't think the good story of so concerts, like let's say you follow me and you want to say something or something resonated with you, or you start following Brenda and you like what she has to say, reach out, reach out, reach out. Yeah. It's always, well, for the most, I know it's always you and it's always me responding. Like I, anytime there's somebody that does anything that has resonated with me. Even if I'm just reaching, I don't even expect them to get back to me. That's just a bonus if they do. But I like to let them know that what they're putting out there is resonating with me. 100%. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So let's talk about your story because you have a pretty good story. You were in in marketing. Were you director of marketing? I wasn't the director of marketing. I worked in marketing. 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 She worked in marketing. (laughs) And advertising for close to 23 years. Whoa. I didn't know. Yeah. I started in agencies. Like I started in ad agencies as a designer. I worked my way up to being like creative director eventually. When I was 28, I was a creative director in an agency. And it was just a lot. Like working in agencies had always been my dream. Because in the 90s, I would watch these movies with all of these like high-powered men. Not sure where the women were, but there's high-powered men. They were getting the coffee. They were getting the coffee. Yeah, exactly. They were doing the thing and they had their, they called them filofaxes at that time. And I was was like, that is what I want to do. And I want to like be pitching products and all of these things. Needless to say, I'm very driven. So I ended up getting to do that. And by the time I was 28, I was kind of burnt out, wanted to start my own company, had no idea what I was doing. That was an epic failure. And then I went into corporate in their in-house advertising, marketing thing. And I only planned to stay for three months because I was trying to buy a house and the banks didn't like at that Mm -hmm. time employee people, using the air quotes. And so three months turned into close to 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, it wasn't all bad, but it was very political. Yeah. It yeah. was very boys club. Mm-hmm. It very stabbed people in the back. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not proud of this, but I had to turn into another version of myself just to survive. Like I had to turn into... I thought I had to turn into an epic bitch to survive because back th- back then... You didn't bring emotions <laughs> and I still I don't emotions to work now. You know what I mean? But it was very robotic and awful. And it was, I, this sounds dramatic, but I feel like every time I walked through those doors, a little piece of me just disappeared. Oh, wow. So I want to pause a minute because that it doesn't sound dramatic, and I know then I know exactly how you feel. 
exactly how you feel. So that's something. Wow. Yeah. And it was really hard, right? Because I love advertising. I loved design. I loved doing things that would make people want to buy this thing. I worked in an insurance company, so that's about as exciting as that was getting at this time. But we were doing things in a way that was a little bit different. And I just remember I would be presenting things. And my boss at the time, he was one of those people who would give you those backhanded compliments mm-hmm. and knock you down. And then mm-hmm. he'd think, well, I'm doing it to make you stronger and better. Mm-hmm. So I'd be presenting oh, sure. like something to the CEO or other executives. And we'd come out of the room and he'd be like, yeah, that was good. You've really got to pull it. You've got to pull your passion back. You're too passionate about things. Like you're too much. And I was just like, that's really weird because I've had these same executives tell me how much they love my passion and to never lose that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is just poke, poke, poking and trying to like just knock us down. I remember at one point he had the creative team working against each other. Yeah, it's awful. Like we had to compete with each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's how, in his mind, we would get stronger. Right. It was just gross. Yeah. 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 You left. How did you know what you wanted to do? So did you have a plan before you left or did you leave and say, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Like walk us through that. So I, 10 years before I left. I started creating a side hustle because I've always had side hustles. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever, I don't think I was ever meant to work for other people, but I didn't know that because back then this wasn't really a thing. So I actually went back to school while I was working full time to become a nutritional therapist. And I thought I was going to be helping people with health and gut health. And as I started doing that stuff, I became obsessed with the mind gut connection. Interesting. And I was working with people, whatever, and they'd get results and then they'd fall back on them. And then I ended up going back to school again (laughs) while I was working full time. And I studied hypnosis and NLP and human mind. And then I became obsessed with the mind. I was like, wow, this is where the power is. It's up here. And so for 10 years, I had the side hustle. And every year I would say, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. I'm doing whatever. But I was kind of a cheap ass and I never hired a coach. Like I didn't think I needed one. I spent a gazillion dollars on programs. Mm-hmm. I thought it would help me that they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then one year, this guy who was one of my very good friends at the time, it was the year before I left. I said, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I'm, I'm building my practice. I know what I'm doing. And so I'm getting out of here. And he looked me dead in the eye. And he was like, Brenda, fucking say that every year. And you don't go anywhere. And that was the catalyst. Like that just lit. I was, I don't know. (laughs) That triggered something in me. Yeah. And it was like, shit or get off the pot. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do I hired a coach. I hired a business coach. And we developed the structure of the business. I worked 
my plan was I'm going to work for a year and build the business up within that year and then leave. I have a habit of doing things in October because that's my birthday. So January, we come up with this plan. I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving in October. So within six months, I had basically created the same income stream that I was making in corporate. Okay, so, so let's pause for a second. What were you doing exactly? What was the business? I was helping people with performance. So oh, it didn't sorry. have anything to do with health by this point. Okay. I was helping executives who actually worked in the company become more confident so that they could get promotions. I was helping people like directors would come to me and be like, can you like help me be able to speak my truth and be able to speak up? And I was like, yes, yes, I can do that. And a lot of it, we were using a lot of hypnosis and like subconscious stuff. And then there were people who just wanted to work with me because they had really crappy money mindsets. So I wasn't really niched at that time. I was just kind of helping I, I would call myself more of like a life coach at that point, mm-hmm. but I loved it. Like I loved getting these messages from people and hearing about their success. I had a text message from one of the executives one day. He's like, I know you're probably walking your dog, but I just wanted to let you know I got the promotion. Like that stuff lit me up. I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. And so- yeah. Uh, that's I had an, an actual office at the time, so I'd work full time, leave, go to my office, and then come home. It was a lot, but it was worth it because if you really care about something like that, you'll put the effort into it to build mm-hmm. it. And I mm-hmm. hey, here's the important part. Every day from the start of January, I visualized myself. I had written my um resignation letter, and I visualized myself every day. I knew exactly what room I was going to be sitting in. I could smell the carpet. I could hear the sliding pocket door. I knew my boss would be sitting across from me. It was a different person at this time. And I would visualize how it felt sliding the letter across the table. Yeah. I could feel the table under the paper. I knew exactly how she was going to react. So by the time the day came, I had already lived it like a hundred million times, Mm -hmm. but that was the important thing. So that's part of what I do because working with subconscious, the language of it is emotion and visualization and being a creative person. I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So now we're here. So, so I probably should have done this in the beginning and I will, I'll go back and make sure everybody knows. So tell us exactly what you do now. What do you do? I, it's funny because you and I keep having this conversation and I right. really, I'm a performance coach. I help right. people unlock their next level of success. So if right. you're an entrepreneur or you're in business and you've hit a plateau or you've leveled off in any area of life or business, I'm helping you unlock what it is that's keeping you stuck so that you can move forward and access those next levels of success. So if you had to say, what do you, what do you think are the top blockers that you see? People aren't going to like this answer, but us, we're our top block. The moment you think you have a block, you do have a block is what I'm going to say. I don't actually think blocks exist. They're the blonde. Yeah. 
Right. So the moment you go, oh, I have a money mindset issue. Yep, you do. Because you're just creating one. Right. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you, and this, whether you believe in the laws of the universe or not, this goes back to like the law of assumption. What you believe to be true is eventually going to show up in your life. So the top three things that I see people believing is that they have money mindset issues, is that they don't know how to speak, like they can't speak their truth. They don't like to be seen. Together. And I would say the third one is actually interesting because the third one comes in with relationships, but it affects business. People are not open to receiving. So people pleasers constantly give, 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 giving, not setting boundaries and journey out. And I get it because I was one of those people. Right. Right. So... Why do you say people can't speak their truth? I mean, there's a lot of reasons, and I'm going to go with this whole, but like women, especially. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at what I just said. Like, I kept getting told to stop being too much. So we're constantly being told to shrink ourselves. And so it becomes scary to speak up. I'm also an only child. So in my case, I was basically trained at a young age. And I remember I'm saying this right now and I can actually hear my mom saying it. And she wasn't saying it in a mean way. She was being loving. But I can remember her saying, just be seen. Don't talk. Don't like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being, just be mm-hmm. there. And then I can hear that right now. It, it's something. So, <laughs> so... The reason why I asked this and the reason why I wanted to really get to that is because this is a lot of what I do, right? And every time I ask any female, and I'm not saying this of men, but of men, and we have male listeners. Yep. Like maybe two, but no, I'm only kidding. We have a few male listeners. Men too. We all have baggage and we all bring something with us. And we've all been told you're too much you're too passionate, tone it down, children should be seen and not heard. Women are told this a lot more often. So we all bring this baggage with us, and it is staggering to me how many of us, myself included, let it hold us back. Mm-hmm. It is, that is what, that in my view is what it holds people back. It was crazy about being held back. So here I am, I've worked in marketing and advertising for 24 years. I finally, I'm doing my passion, like I'm following my passion and building it. For two years, I was afraid to tell people what I did because I was afraid they were going to be like, well, how do you go from marketing to doing this? It mm-hmm. actually was a natural transition because as a senior leader of my team, they were already sending me to human development and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. team building and all of these courses that tied right into what I do now. Mm-hmm. But I was afraid to tell people what I did. It's so interesting and because when I left Marriott, so I was with Marriott for 25 years. And when I started my own company, I, and this is wild. I, and someone would say, Hi, oh, what do you do? Well, I used to work for Marriott and now this is what I would, this is what I do. It was my identity. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I hear people doing it as well. Like, well, I used to be in global sales and now I do this, or I used to, it's like, 
until you really get the affirmation, either from yourself, from your clients, from whoever, I don't think people really believe that they are who they are and they're, and what they're doing has value. Does that make sense? Yes. And so that actually ties into one of the other issues about how we block ourselves Mm -hmm. is because as we're stepping into a new identity, I think we have things backwards a little bit. So you hear people saying you have to believe it and then you do it. Yes. Yes. You do have to believe it. The challenge is I think you you actually have to step into the new identity so that you can start believing things and taking action from that place. So mm-hmm. what happens is, and you just said it, I did this and now I do this. Our old identity or our current identity starts to fight with the new one. Our highest potential version of us, she's over here and she's like, come on, man, take these actions. I'm right here. But the current version, because we've run that programming for so long in our mind, keeps trying to take over. So essentially, that's what I'm helping people do is step into the new version of them and get clear so that they can repattern the subconscious, repattern those old things. I, okay. And so, Hodsters, you can tell why I adore this woman. So how do you repattern 50 years of people telling you too much? Well, and that's where I'm a little bit different. So I have so many modalities that I've done over the years and I appreciate them all. But like I said, I like to get in and get out. So I ended up creating my own signature expansion technique, minds, whole brain activation activities, somatic release, energetic work, and subconscious repatterning. Hypnosis is one of my tools that I love In between sessions, people are always listening to custom hypnosis programs from me because your subconscious mind loves repetition and that's the best way to do it. I've taken pieces of modalities like there's one called Psych K or I think the therapy version would be called EMDR where you're activating whole brain state. So we're activating both hemispheres of your mind at once so we can instantly change a pattern like on the spot. Mm -hmm. How's it That's getting pretty wild. That's pretty wild. That's like, uh, I'm thinking about one flu with a cuckoo's nest when they, I'm dating myself. Like electric shock almost. I mean, I know that's not what you're saying, but, it, but, but people also don't realize it's, here's how we limit ourselves. I'm right-brained. I'm left-brained. No, you're whole-brained. Your birthright is to be whole-brained. And so they don't realize how easy it is to actually tap into being whole-brained. It can be as easy as standing up taking your right arm and touching it to your left knee, your left arm touching it to your right knee. That's how we connect whole brain. Mm-hmm. So what I'm not doing that with people, but like, I'll put them in a posture where they're kind of, it feels like you're wrapped up like a pretzel a little bit because we're activating whole brain. When you are in whole brain state, you can make a change like that. And anybody who is like, no, that's a no. Once you experience it, it's a game changer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it changed my life. That's why I was like, I need to take this element and do that. Like, I don't want to, change doesn't have to, there's this myth. Yeah, this healing loop. It's like, oh, well, all the deep inner work has to take years and it has to be painful. And it's very woo That's the other thing. That's the other thing. It's so woo-woo. Right. Like, but it's not. Everything I do 
yeah, it might seem a little woo. It's science-based. Everything is science-based. Okay, so you talk often, and you talk with me about this, about energy, energy flows, energy patterns. What's the expression? How do you just layer? Your energetic frequency. We all have a unique energetic frequency. It's our unique energetic signature. Our energy was talking before we even open our mouth. And everybody listening to this has experienced this, whether you believe it or not. You walk into a room and somebody's in there and you're like, Ugh, I don't, this doesn't feel right. And you leave or you go down the wrong road while you're driving and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Right. That's energy. Again, mm-hmm. not woo. This is science. We emit a frequency, but we're also taking in other people's frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happens is, and this is one of the main things I see as well. People come to me and they're like, oh, I'm having, I'm feeling anxious and feeling overwhelmed. And I'm like, because you've collected everybody else's energy and you don't know how to clear yourself. Mm. So how do you clear it? There's lots of ways. The one way that I like to teach people, again, is a visualization. You can yeah. just close yeah. eyes and ask for help from a universe, God, whoever, from your own subconscious mind to say, Okay, I'm sending the intention now to fully clear anything from me that's not of me. And if you've never done this, you're probably going to have to do it a few times. Mm-hmm. And your whole stuff is leaving because you're either going to yawn, your eyes are going to water, you'll just feel lighter. And let me tell you something. The energetics of business is mind-blowing to people. We get into, if you're putting out a program, okay, you have a retreat coming up. So if you're promoting your retreat and your energy behind it is not clean and clear and grounded Mm -hmm. people aren't going to buy into it because they're going to feel that have you ever been talking to somebody and i know people listening to this are going to be like oh this has happened somebody's talking to you and you're not listening because it's not authentic right the words are not matching their energy yeah yeah energy does not lie yeah when you learn that your energy doesn't lie, it's a game changer. It changes the way you write your copy. It changes the way you create your programs. It changes the way you work with people. Yes, I agree. I agree. And for me, it would be like I'm, I'm, I'm self-aware. So I know now I'm talking about physical energy. I know when I have the most energy. I know when I don't. I know when I should write stuff. I know when I shouldn't. I know... Like, I'm, I'm junk after 2 p.m. Like, I'm not interested in anything after 2 o'clock. And we're, one of the, and I believe in this so much, Sin. I'll even say to my husband, you know, I'm, I'm not digging the energy right now from you. So let's either reset or let's talk, let's, let's talk about this another time or, or I'm going to go in the other room, whatever the case may be. Because I don't want to soak up that energy. Yeah. And... When you learn, actually, you know what? And I'll give you the link to this. I have my daily energy management. It's a free thing. They can download it. It's four and a half minutes, four and a half minutes of your life. If you do this consistently every day, it's going to change your life. Because when you are safe and contained in your own energy, not only does your mm-hmm. intuition drop in more, not only can you hear your inner guidance more, you don't have to worry as much about picking up the other stuff. I hear this so much from people who are like, I'm an empath and I pick up everybody's, everybody's an empath. Okay. We all are. Sorry. We just all are, but you have to learn how to manage your own energy. It's your responsibility. 
I agree. And I remember listening to one of your podcasts and you said, observe rather than absorb. Yeah. The power of intention. This is another thing. You can set the intention to clear your energy, but you can also set the intention to observe what's happening around you and not absorb it. And this comes in really handy when we've got like maybe negative family members or people that we can't avoid. It's like, I'm going to choose to observe this, not absorb it. And game changer. (laughs) Okay. So this, and this is where respectfully, I need your help or I disagree because my view is remove yourself from the situation. Nobody can make me be where I don't want to be. Nobody can make me be around anybody I don't want to be around. So why even observe if you can simply remove yourself? So what's funny is I actually agree with you on this. Mm -hmm. However, when you are just changing your people-pleasing patterns and you're just stepping out of that, it can be very uncomfortable and scary to completely separate yourself because you haven't learned to set those boundaries yet. Mm -hmm. This is like an interim kind of helper. It's like, well, I'm going to choose to observe and not absorb this. And then you start to become more comfortable and you can set the boundaries and be like, I'm just not going to be around you. So I yeah, And not everybody has that luxury. Like not everybody like it, right? I mean, I'm kind of Pollyanna about it. No one can make me do what I want to do, but really sometimes it's simply unavoidable. Yeah. Okay, so much more to unpack here. Okay, all right. I have so many things here that I want to ask you. So, and this is also very interesting. And one of the things I love about you is we do the same thing. We just do it differently. Yeah. And so this is this is interesting. Oftentimes, if there's someone who does what I do, I want to talk with them, but I'm not going to partner with them. I'm not going to probably, you know, do joint things with them because there's always like an inherent competition. Oftentimes an inherent competition. I feel zero competition with you. None. Same. Like, and I, th- I got to tell you, that's a little on. That's a, I'm not on. That's rare. You know, I think about self you know, women or it's mostly women who, you know, be like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you? And I'm like, no, because I know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn ugly. It's going to turn ugly at some point. So why do you think we, why do you think we're like, no, yeah, come along for the ride? Why do you think that is? Honestly, because our energy is grounded. Because we're not, when you're safe and contained in your own energy, you see possibilities and opportunity, not competition. As well. So say that again, when you're safely grounded in your own energy. When you're safe and contained. I talk about like our bio field, our aura. Right, right. right. When you're safe and contained in your own energy, you're open to seeing possibilities and opportunities versus, oh, conflict. Oh, competition. Oh, Also, our energy matches. We've had similar experiences in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's there's another interesting thing, right? Because I remember growing up and being in the work industry, I thought for the longest time that I didn't get along with women because we were always taught to compete with each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought so funny because I was in sales for 30 years. 
And I used to like laugh when people would try to steal my clients, steal my client. I'd be like, uh, okay, go. First of all, they're not leaving. And second of all, there's enough business to go around for everyone. Like, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, yeah. It's, and it, that's, yeah. there's enough business to go around for everybody. And when we work together and lift each other up, the opportunities are amazing. Totally. I totally agree. And I think you have to um, strategically and intentionally curate that group of people. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He went there. You have to be intentional about it. Right. Right. And if you're not feeling it, it's so funny, but if, if you're not feeling it, then it's not a match and just move on. Right. And look at that. If you're not feeling it. Yeah. That's your energy talking. Right. Your right. Energy saying, right. I don't like this. And there yeah. have been women who I've come across who I'm like, no, because you can just tell when somebody's authentic in what mm-hmm. they want to do and create mm-hmm. and when they just want something out of it or they want to air quote steal your people or whatever. It's like, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about this four and a half minute audio. So you play it every day. Yeah. And eventually you won't need to play it because you'll just learn how to do it. But what's happening in it and the reason it's four and a half minutes is because I know we're all busy and my role in your journey is not to give you more stuff to do. Like I want to keep things easy. So I've combined the three states of energy. You're going to clear your energy. Mm-hmm going to connect to the earth and to the universe or God or whoever you talk to. And then you're going to protect your energy. So you're going to create oh, a bubble around you in four and a half minutes. And if you do this consistently, make it a habit, you're going to know it's going to change your life. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, when you miss a day, you'll notice. Mm-hmm. Because it's energy, sometimes it's hard to quantify for people. And they don't realize how much it's actually helping them until they don't do it. <laughs> That's why it's four and a half minutes. Because like, uh, yeah. sitting there meditating for an hour in the morning. I don't. <laughs> I love everything about this. And this is 100% going in the show notes, maybe even at the top. I have often said, and this was a game changer for me. I don't even know where this came from. I have a finite amount of energy, which we can agree on that or not. But I have a finite amount of energy and I get to decide who gets it. Yeah. Period. Right. That's it. And that's not always popular because it's just not always popular. But I will protect that energy to my death. Like, no. Yeah. Yes. How do you think we can empower other people to feel that same way and to act that same way? It's a good question. It's really a choice. They have to want to do it. They have to be or have experienced the discomfort enough to be able to say, I'm making a different choice now. Because mm. every second of every day, we get to make a choice. Everything around you right now is based on choices you made back there. So anytime somebody's like, oh, shit's not going my way, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, make a different choice. Because the choices you make right now are what are going to move you forward. Who cares? About the choices you made back there. They're done. They're over. Great. Focus on the present moment and make the choice that you're not going to give away your energy. You're not going to give away your power anymore. Just by setting the intention and saying, 
I'm not giving my power away anymore. Mm-hmm. I just so goosebumps. Yeah, it starts to call your power and your energy back to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the voice. I have a, another thing I often say is life is about choices. And who you have always been is not who you will always be. And you can change that anytime you want. Anytime you want. You can. And to add to that, some of the things that we go through are not necessarily our fault. It's programming that we developed when we were younger. Having said that, that might not be your fault, but it is your damn responsibility to change it. So we walked us through our hands. Hallelujah. We did. We were like, yeah, yeah. It's your responsibility. Okay. I mean, that's a mind drop right there. Yeah, done. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I want to ask you. So what we over here at Unmute Yourself, the podcast, we believe that words matter. And there are very few words I dislike more than manifest. And I'll tell you why, which I'm sure you can guess. I think a lot of people say manifest. I'm going to manifest this. And that's it. I'm going to manifest Ferrari in my driveway, whatever. Okay. So there's a difference between setting an intention and acting as if it's already here and manifesting. Right? I'll tell you the word manifest, just so you know. Great. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's hilarious because it's part of what I teach because that's what people want to hear, right? They know the word manifest. The word manifest literally just means to make something real. It also means that you have to take action on your couch going, manifesting money. There's a lot of fans working out there. There's a lot of like, just believe it and it'll show up. Yeah. If you're taking action. Right. Right. My, here's an example. I have always wanted a Range Rover, okay? It's one of my, I love cars. So years ago, I said to people, I'm like, I'm manifesting my Range Rover. That did <laughs> I was sitting there and tomorrow I wanted to wake up and my Range Rover was in the driveway. Right. And I was taking the action to be able to invest in the Range Rover. <laughs> now, does the universe come in and help us sometimes? Absolutely. I believe that. But it's not like you have to be taking the action. I don't even like the term act as if because it creates subconscious conflicts. Conscious mind is like, I'm acting as if I have this. And your subconscious is like, you're full of shit. You have to play with that and believe that it's your and take actions to make it a reality. So, for example, I'll give you, I'll break this down so I'm not like babbling. You know, when we do I am statements. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. There. I am whenever your subconscious mind is like. Not. There's a loophole. If you say I am in the process of doing something or I am the type of person that is a millionaire, <laughs> I am choosing to blah, blah, blah. Your subconscious mind automatically goes, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's the loophole. Mm -hmm. You want to act as if you need 
to make sure you're not having the subconscious conflicts because all that's going to do is create resistance. So when people are trying to act as if and they're like, this feels really weird. Yeah, because your subconscious mind doesn't believe it. It hasn't bought into it. Help it out. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. What else do you want to tell our monsters or what else can we, I'm trying to think. First of all, I never want to go to the home with Brenda ever, just so we're clear. And we leave each other hilarious Instagram messages or even now text messages. So tell me, all right. So for someone who is struggling with their career, that could be in business, it could be corporate America. What do you want them to know? I want them to know that it's really easy to get clear on what you actually want to be doing and the next steps forward when you're willing to take accountability for yourself and also be open to things like managing your energy. Because when you're open to some things that maybe seem a little weird to you, even though they're science-based, they help you get clarity. We don't have to stay stuck. We stay stuck because we tell ourselves we're stuck. Mm-hmm. Make a different choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to be stuck anymore. Okay, cool. You don't want to be stuck anymore. That's your first action step forward. That's how you, and I'm going to throw this in here. That's how you manifest a new reality because you've now made a choice to take a different action. We stay stuck because we're choosing to stay stuck. In the beginning, and this might sound catty or whatever, and even to this day, I do not enjoy working with victim mindset people because I can't help them. Right? Because yeah, my dear, yeah. they're broken and whatever, and they want to keep looking for their deficits. Right. Right. I've had a lot of therapy in my life, and the therapist kept trying to show me my deficits. So then I was like, I don't. I don't care about my deficits. I don't want to know how to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Present moment. That's a long-winded answer, but like be present and be open to things that maybe you've never done before. I love it. I love it. Be present and be open to anything. Everything. Do we have time for an example here? Because you're a perfect example of that. Oh, my dog just kicked over. Like what's happening over there? You actually reached out to me. Because you had heard the podcast episode about paying attention to signs from the universe Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So let me ask you, when you first heard that, were you like, oh, it seems weird? Signs seem weird. No. No. So then, because you didn't think it was weird. Right. You were open to the possibility of seeing it. I'm not saying... We need to run around and go, universe, show me a sign so I can make a decision. No, the answers are already inside of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice to have validation. So you went on a trip and you, so before you went, you recognized, because I teach people to ask for your yes symbol or your mm-hmm. like thing. Mine is white feathers. Yours is hearts. Mm-hmm. You go on a trip. And you send me all of these messages and you're like, I can't like, look at this. Heart, heart, heart. Yeah. So I'll tell the story and it might get emotional. So my dad passed away. Even saying that makes me emotional. I think it was uh, five years ago. And I never got a chance to say goodbye. And that's very difficult for me. 
So I'm always looking for a sign from them, right? Like, where's dad? Where's dad? And I miss him a ton. So uh, in the Jewish religion, I'm Jewish. You, you don't give flowers. You don't put flowers at a gravestone. You leave a stone. You leave a stone on the headstone. To, and it's to let other people know you were there, I think. I mean, that's what I think. Anyway, so I would leave heart-shaped stones. And I, I would always have a hard problem finding them. So I bought them. I bought them on Amazon. I bought heart-shaped stones. Pretty heart-shaped stones. Which, by the way, my father would be like, why are you spending money on a heart-shaped stone? Just leave a pebble. It's fine. I, whatever. Anyway, which is ironic. I walk the beach a lot. And I always look for heart-shaped stones. And I rarely find them. And Beth, my podcast, podcast partner, finds them all the time. I was going to Israel, which my father was pretty religious. And I'm like, okay, if ever I am going to find a sign, this has got to be the place. Like, please, universe, dad, whoever, I need closure on this. I need a sign. We land in Tel Aviv and we literally throw our bags in the hotel room, walk down to the beach in my airplane clothes. I might have changed, but anyway, we walk down to the beach. I am three seconds on the beach and there is a huge heart-shaped stone. And I, I walk and I show it to my husband and he's like, you just found that? I said, yeah. So I walk about 10 more steps and boom, another heart-shaped stone. 10 more steps, another heart-shaped stone. I, w- I was surrounded by them and I was, there is, you cannot logic that away. You can't. It was unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I believe that you will seek reimbursements. And I believe you can kind of, you know, like, like you can kind of be like, oh, I saw a stone, a heart-shaped stone three weeks ago. That was my sign. I think you can convince yourself of anything. This was stone, 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 stone. Like, there was no question what was happening. And it was pretty, it was pretty powerful. It was very powerful. Yeah, because your dad knows that you need more than just one. (laughs) So that. Here you go. Wait, okay, enough, enough, right? That's sort of the thing about the energy, too, and the signs. Anybody who's feeling stuck, I want you to know you're not alone in this. (laughs) When you try to do stuff alone, it's going to be harder. That's why we all have coaches and mentors. Why people do the work with Nancy. It's why people do the work with me because we can help you. We can see your blind spots that you mm-hmm. can't see. That's how I'm going to leave it. What'd you say? I didn't know I was talking about you. stuck because you're choosing to be stuck. That's okay. That's part two of this episode. Why we choose to be stuck, right? It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So we can find you everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, the best place to find me is on Instagram because that's mm-hmm. where I connect with people a lot. You have like a bazillion followers, don't you? I'm going to tell everybody who follows you. It's, it's a lot. You do. And you're going to get better about being on LinkedIn, right? She has 13,000 yeah, followers, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. I hate the word try to. I am setting the intention to get better on LinkedIn. I don't really understand LinkedIn. I hired somebody a few years ago to help me. It was a shit show. So I have the perfect person for you. I do. The takeaways are, there's a ton of them. Protect your energy. You can change who you are at any time that you want. And then what's the third one, Brendo? 
Be open to new possibilities. Be open. I love it. Peace out, podsters. Lots of links and bios. And we will be back with you next week. Thanks, brother. And that's a wrap. Podsters, we hope, no, we know that you found value in this episode, even if it was one little nugget. And we thank you for listening. So if you found value, please share it with a friend or two or many, if you'd like. And send us some feedback about the topics that you want to hear about, episodes that resonated with you, anything. We love to be connected to our podsters. We love it more than anything. Peace out. Hit that follow button. See you next week.